mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is the 126th birthday of one of the world's most recognizable photographers, Dorothea Lange. The images that she captured of the Dust Bowl during the Great Depression changed politics and policies and the hearts and minds of anyone fortunate enough to view them. The world is a better place because she was in it and still feels the loss that she has left. Name, Dorothea Lange. Occupation, Photographer. Birth Date, May 26, 1895. Death Date, October 11, 1965. Education, Columbia University. Place of Birth, Hoboken, New Jersey. Place of Death, San Francisco, California. Best known for, Dorothea Lange was a photographer whose portraits of displaced farmers during the Great Depression greatly influenced later documentary photography. One of the preeminent and pioneering documentary photographers of the 20th century, Dorothea Lange was born Dorothea Nutshorn on May 26, 1895, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Her father, Heinrich Nutshorn, was a lawyer, and her mother, Joanna, stayed at home to raise Dorothea and her brother, Martin. When she was seven, Dorothea contracted polio, which left her right leg and foot noticeably weakened. Later, however, she'd feel almost appreciative of the effects the illness had on her life. It was the most important thing that happened to me, and formed me, guided me, instructed me, helped me and humiliated me, she said. Just before Dorothea reached her teen years, her parents divorced. Dorothea grew to blame the separation on her father and eventually dropped his surname and took her mother's maiden name, Lang, as her own. One should really use the camera as though tomorrow you'd be stricken blind. Art and literature were big parts of Lang's upbringing. Her parents were both strong advocates for her education, and exposure to creative works filled her childhood. Following high school, Lang, who'd never shown much interest in academics, decided to pursue photography as a profession. She studied the art form at Columbia University, and then, over the next several years, cut her teeth as an apprentice, working for several different photographers, including Arnold Genthy, a leading portrait photographer. By 1918, Lang was living in San Francisco and soon running a successful portrait studio. With her husband, muralist Maynard Dixon, she had two sons and settled into the comfortable middle-class life she'd known as a child. Lang's first real taste of documentary photography came in the 1920s when she traveled around the Southwest with Dixon, mostly photographing Native Americans. With the onslaught of the Great Depression in the 1930s, she trained her camera on what she started to see in her own San Francisco neighborhoods, labor strikes and breadlines. In the early 1930s, Lang, mired in an unhappy marriage, met Paul Taylor, a university professor and labor economist. Their attraction was immediate, and by 1935, both had left their respective spouses to be with each other. Over the next five years, the couple traveled extensively together, documenting the rural hardship they encountered for the Farm Security Administration, established by the U.S. Agriculture Department. Taylor wrote reports, and Lang photographed the people they met. This body of work included Lang's most well-known portrait, Migrant Mother, an iconic image from this period that gently and beautifully captured the hardship and pain of what so many Americans were experiencing. The work now hangs in the Library of Congress. 
As Taylor would later note, Lang's access to the inner lives of these struggling Americans was the result of patience and careful consideration of the people she photographed. Her method of work, Taylor later said, was often to just saunter up to the people and look around, and then when she saw something that she wanted to photograph, to quietly take her camera, look at it, and if she saw that they objected, why, she would close it up and not take a photograph, or perhaps she would wait until. They were used to her. In 1940, Lang became the first woman awarded a Guggenheim Fellowship. Following America's entrance into World War II, Lang was hired by the Office of War Information, OWI, to photograph the internment of Japanese Americans. In 1945, she was employed again by the AWI, this time to document the San Francisco Conference that created the United Nations. While she battled increasing health problems over the last two decades of her life, Lang stayed active. She co-founded Aperture, a small publishing house that produces a periodical and high-end photography books. She took on assignments for Life magazine, traveling through Utah, Ireland, and Death Valley. She also accompanied her husband on his work-related assignments in Pakistan, Korea, and Vietnam, among other places, documenting what she saw along the way. Lang passed away from esophageal cancer in October 1965. While Lang sometimes grew frustrated that her work didn't always provoke society to correct the injustices she documented, her photography has endured and greatly influenced generations of documentary photographers. Author of books An American Exodus, A Record of Human Erosion, 1939, Photography, with Paul S. Taylor.